The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer has suddenly turned up missing, and Jim and Trav suspect wolves. So today's revolution will be geared towards predator management, unique calling techniques, state-of-the-art tools for getting the job done, and hopefully with your help, they'll establish a healthy ransom fund for Rudolph by the end of the show. And it's brought to you by Zeiss at Zeiss.com forward slash sports. And now, two guys who are definitely on Santa's naughty list, Jim and Trav. Hey, this week on The Revolution, we're talking predator hunting, Trav. We got a problem. We got a big problem, Jimmy. Uh, this just in from the North Pole. Uh, Senek told me that no reindeer, they're, they're not wanting to come to America because we have a bad problem with predators, coyotes. We have too many wolves, bobcats. They had to get right to work up there. Mountain lions. They're going to kill all the reindeer. No kids are going to get presents this year. Uh, it's a bad deal. So we need to get out there and do a little bit of management. But before we do the management, I want to read you guys uh, some little-known uh, facts and statistics about predators. Are you ready, Jimmy? I'm, it's going to be very interesting here. I was born ready. Let's get the show on the road! All right. Did you know that mountain lions can overpower and kill a wolf uh, in less than 10 seconds? And they have a special technique. That's that, a smackdown. Yeah, no, th- this is the truth. They have a special technique that they do, and they reach around and they bite the wolf on their head um, right out of the corner of their mouth, and they puncture the top of the wolf's skull uh, with a single fang going into their brain, killing them instantly. That's quite a technique there. Also, wolf numbers are increasing by 25% annually, and wolf populations are doubling every three to four years. Does Obama know that? I don't know. Does he? Write him! You need to write and tell him. Also, uh, here's Little some um, useless information. big game population statistics. The Lolo Elk Herd in Idaho. Uh, before wolf introduction, they had 20,000. Afterwards, guess how many? Uh, maybe uh, 15,000. No. 1700. Really? I mean, uh, wow. That's a decimated. They are really eating elk a lot. Well, it's Uh, it's good with potatoes and carrots. (laughs) The Yellowstone elk herd, uh, before wolf introduction, uh, they had 20,000. What do you think afterwards? Uh, Maybe uh, 8,000. 6,500. I was close. close Uh, Jackson, Wyoming, the shearest moose, uh, before wolf introduction, they had 1,200. What do you think now? Uh, Maybe uh, half of those. Uh, Bingo, you are way wrong. Why did I say bingo? You are way wrong. <laughs> Anyways, no, 120. How about the Gallatin Valley uh, elk herd there in uh, Montana? Uh, before wolf introduction, they had 1,500. Uh, according to the sheet, it says 200. No, you were supposed to guess. <laughs> you just cheated. You cheated All right, everything let's see, uh, in life. Maybe, uh, maybe it was 1,200. You maybe, already uh, said no. No, it's 1,500. Where'd you get 1,200? I don't know. Now it's 200. Anyways, did you know that the U.S. government routinely shoots poisons, traps, and kills about 90,000 coyotes each year? Just to protect livestock, these these babies are a big problem. Uh, plus they had to start just, on the wolves. But you here here's another fact though: bobcats. How long do you think they live? Uh, maybe uh, five six years. No, thirteen to no. fifteen years. This is in the wild. This isn't domesticated. This is longevity. This is in the wild. Yes, uh, thirteen to fifteen years. Also, they are very good at swimming. They like to swim. Really? I shot one in a speedo one. No, that was Michael Phelps. <laughs> he shot him with a rubber band gun, though. He looked a little fuzzy. Uh, anyways, in this week's Ram Power Block. Ram Power Block. Hey, we'll hear from Unpro's frontman Chance Orth, plus phoning us at 785-846-7647. We'll be Jeff Nimnick from Coyote Craze, Herb's Howler's very own Herb Brushman, Craig Koch from the National Trappers Association, and finally, Silver Spur Outfitters, Trent Snyder. Yeah, plus here in just a second, we'll get to Mark with the mailbag. But our next guest. He's featured regularly on Dateline's How to Catch a Predator. <laughs> that was just a mix-up. That was just a little bit of confusion. He was honestly there by mistake. No, it's Chance Orr's one of the head unpro guys. That's right. Anyway, CPA as well. I do all the accounting. And their bartender. Chance, how's it going, buddy? <laughs> it's going great. Oh, boy, thanks. Now, I, this is kind of funny. I was actually reading this. You know, we're talking about predator hunting. Did you guys know that 40% of a coyote's diet Consists of uh, vegetable matter such as flowers, grasses, fruits, and seeds. 
Forty percent. No yeah, really? I didn't. So know not only are they carnivores, they're also herbivores. I I had no idea. What or are they? Omnivores. Omnivores. Thank you. I, I was wondering where all my flowers were going. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, I didn't know that, that though. Just, that's bad news for the bushes. <laughs> yeah. Jenna no, and I didn't know that. That is a that is a surprising fact. But it doesn't seem like they have the teeth for it. You wouldn't think so, would you? No, no. I mean, it's kind of, it's kind of a, it's a very fascinating Once animal. Once you get in the, those molars back there, I guess you can do anything with them. I okay. guess. Coyotes have molars. I've never taken a good look at a coyote mole. <laughs> yeah. Jim, Chance doesn't have most of his teeth. But, you know, before uh, <laughs> uh, before us Europeaners, whatever you want to call us, uh, migrated over here, mainly coyotes, maybe you know this, Chance, were, were pretty much centrally located uh, in the U.S. and down in Mexico and as uh, there was more urban expansion, you know, they spread out to urban now sprawl, urban sprawl, whatever you want to call it, uh, to pretty much everywhere, you know, from they um, followed us. They followed us around. Yeah. For pretty much Panama to the tundra of uh, Canada. They're everywhere. I mean, it, it, they're very true. prolific. And, not, and it's not just uh, coyotes. There are evidently 19 subspecies. No, really? really? 19 subspecies. Seriously. Yeah. 19 recognized subspecies. So when you say coyote, it's kind of a blanket term, evidently. Yeah. There are all these these shades of coyote that are scientifically different from yeah. uh, stock coyote. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah one, is, one is wily coyote. <laughs> wily <Yeah>. coyote, yes. <laughs> you know, ba- you know, wolves weren't everywhere. Now, um, you know, they're being reintroduced, of course. But they say that. Um, what kind of kept them in check back in the day was there were wolves. And so obviously wolves will kill coyotes. Um, well, as the wolves were killed off, then the coyotes spread more. And it's kind of like the wolves used to keep the coyotes in check, just like the coyotes keep foxes in check. And as those Absolutely. really, yeah, that basically that's how that changed. And now that we got the wolves, I was actually watching a, a video on Discovery Channel. What happens when a pack of wolves comes across the coyote? Uh, that's not pretty. Just a chain of uh, hierarchy or whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Um, the the big guys picking on the little guys. Yeah, well, it's a pecking order is what it is. Yeah, and Jim and I had, had heard somewhere, Chance, maybe correct me if you know better, like when it comes to a wolf, their territory, they will encompass up to 100 square miles. It makes you wonder how any state can really sustain these, especially Midwestern states. Mm-hmm. Um, if if their roaming territory is indeed that big, um, where do they go? How can they possibly not cross the path of man? Uh, yeah. we don't. I mean, here in Wisconsin, don't have a whole lot of uh, hundred square mile wooded tracks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you you would think uh, you're you're bound to stumble upon one one day. You know exactly. So far, no good here. <laughs> <laughs> I keep looking. <laughs> yeah, well, the Wisconsin wolf hunt is still full on. I think that uh, there have been like 125 harvested up here so Whoa, far. Serious. About 60% of them, about 60% have been uh, trapped. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. But quite a few shot as well. Um, and now I'm just trying to poison <laughs> people and <laughs> wolves. <laughs> well, we use the people for uh, bait. <laughs> get myself in trouble here. <laughs> but yeah, I've never never seen a wolf in the wild. However, uh, you know, common they've become in the past several years. Some guys are estimating. You know, the DNR officially says there's about 800 to a thousand. But I was reading the Wisconsin Outdoor Journal that uh, you know. Some guys are throwing out the number 3,000. Yeah. I uh, I shot a all-black wolf out of Salana, Alaska, and uh, we called it in with a predator call and uh, and got him. And, boy, I'll tell you what, a uh, uh, tremendous animal. That was right after the Exxon Valdez. It was just covered in oil. That's <laughs> what <laughs> so that was. <laughs> I remember. I've seen pictures of that wolf. Yeah, it was amazing. <laughs> we tried to wash it off, but the hair kept coming out. It was already just died. Um, but, you know, moving on, like bobcats, you know, that that's a big predator. They usually, I was reading that they said that normally a bobcat hunts within like a three- to five mile range, but they it's can much tighter. Yeah, but on special occasions, bobcats in one day have tracked animals up to fifty miles in one day. Well, it's prom, that's prom night. Yeah, prom night. That's <laughs> that's crazy. And that you you know bobcats yeah, aren't that big, but they they said they they actually have taken down deer before. Yeah, pound for oh, pound, absolutely. they're they're tough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was reading about uh on back on the coyote subject that there are also uh, eleven 
11 different vocalizations really? um, identified by, by researchers. And there's a lot of debate whether uh, people actually knew what these mean, but they do um, more or less uh, understand the meaning of these vocalizations. So if you're serious about bringing in predators, um, coyotes in particular, it, it's worth your time to study those and, and know the difference between them, both for identifying, you know, where where these coyote packs are and uh, also for, you know, being able to isolate one and draw them in. Well, you know, coming up uh, right after you, we're going to have Jeff Nimnick on, and he's with a Coyote Craze, and he actually puts on a college. I'm sure he's going to talk about that. But, um, it, yeah, he goes into, like, these different vocalizations, as you're saying, and the different meanings of things. It's very um, – it, it's actually fascinating how they communicate and what it means. And, it, and if you can really – um, hone your skills in on learning these. It's a very effective tool uh, for harvesting them. Yeah, and especially when uh, when he's he's hunting uh, like down south, uh, in the southeastern part of the country, the 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 howler call actually ends in y'all. You know, chance actually will believe that. <laughs> I just used the female invite. Oh, oh. Hey there, little red riding hood. Just, it works like clockwork. <laughs> well, hey, chance, if we want to find out more about Unpro, the how, the whole cast and crew of characters you guys got, uh, where do we have to head to online to do that? Sure. Yeah, it's mostly just me. But yeah, check us out at <laughs> www.unprofishing.com for all our videos. Our Twitter handle is also unprofishing, and you can like us, and you should like us on Facebook at Unprofessional Fisherman. You bet. Hey, we've been talking to Chance North, and he's talking about the fun times you can have going out predator hunting this weekend. That's right. Hey, we're the revolution. We're brought to you by Ram Trucks at RamTrucks.com plus Ruger at Ruger.com and High Mountain Seasonings. That is H-I-M-T-N-Jerky.com plus NBC Sports Outdoors. That's www.NBCSports.com forward slash outdoors and Zeiss Zeiss.com forward slash sports. But Mr. Chance, man, as always, buddy, we love you and thank you so much for coming on, man. Oh, thank you, guys. Alrighty. Hey, stick around because coming up next is going to be Jeff Dimnick from Coyote Craze up there in Nebraska. Scott's both. Home of Arbor Day. Uh, anyways, uh, let's get to Mark with the mailbag. Well, Christmas is less than two weeks away, and just like Santa's sack, the mailbag that's brought to you by Ram is busting at the seams. So let's get right to it. The Revolution Mailbag. Clinton Sorensen writes, So what do you guys think about Bob Costas and what that tool spouted off about the other night? Bob is a sports commentator, not an evening news anchor, and he had no business addressing the Second Amendment. Emily Davies emails, Dudes, I've told you guys a billion times that if you're ever in San Diego to hit me up. Oh well, maybe next time. But Congrats on the TV shoot with Jim Zumbo and your partnership with Outdoor Channel. Austin Cohen says, Jim, I bumped into Trav the other day in Denver, and he said that you were unsuccessful this year in filling your whitetail tag in Kansas. Perhaps next season, you can talk Trav into being your guide. Annabelle Dover writes in, I hear you guys are working on a new line of apparel, so when can I get my hands on this swag? Taylor Combs emails, In the spirit of airing your laundry in the wrong place, Jim and Trav, last week I pulled a Bob Costas and screamed at a Starbucks barista for royally screwing up my dry cleaning order. <laughs> That's great, Taylor. Kendra Perkins says, Howdy, boys. I just wanted to let you know that last week I laughed so hard at the Revolution Rewind and producer Mark can replace Jimbo any day. Thanks so much, Kendra. And finally, Dax Withers writes, Is it true that Trav was challenged to write and perform an outdoor-themed rap song? And if it is, where can we hear it. Yes, I'm sad to say, Dax, it is true. And don't worry, we'll let you know in plenty of time because we'll be debuting it with much hype. Well, there you have it. Another Revolution mailbag that's brought to you by Ram can be laid to rest. And remember, if you boys and girls want your outdoor words heard, then send me, producer Mark, your emails at radio at outdoortrailsnetwork.com. Bring on the weather, the workday, the three-ton haul. The off, off road. Turn the rain into hail. The dawn into a second night. Bring it all on and more. Because you'll never know your limits until you go looking for them. The new 2013 Ram 1500. Designed to overcome every obstacle in its path with best-in-class fuel economy and a five-year, 100,000-mile powertrain warranty. Engineered to move heaven and earth. Guts. Glory. Ram. 
Standard pickup class EPA estimated 17 city, 20 combined, 25 highway MPG based on Ram V6 4x2. Actual results may vary. Excludes hybrid models. See dealer for copy of the powertrain limited warranty. Ram is a registered trademark of Chrysler Group, LLC. The Ruger American Rifle, an American legend is born. The Ruger American Rifle is a 100% American-made firearm that offers outstanding performance at a great price. It features power betting integral betting blocks for outstanding accuracy. A Ruger Marksman adjustable trigger for a crisp and user-adjustable 3-5 to pound trigger pull. A flush fit four-round rotary magazine for smooth, reliable feeding. And a three-lug bolt with 70-degree throw for ample scope clearance and fast follow-up shots. The Ruger American Rifle, another American-made product from Ruger. We know you're the master of all kinds of Christmas goodies. You're listening to The Revolution with Jim and Trav. Hey, we're back. This is a revolution with Jim and Trav, and Trav just pulled out a neat little piece of information about Costa Rica. What well, is it, I Trav? I would say it's a neat piece of inter- information. Well, it's I a would... handy bit of information. Uh, it's rather disturbing. Check this out, uh, guys and gals. Though Costa Rica becomes the first Latin American country to ban hunting uh, completely. Last Monday, Costa Rica's Congress voted unanimously uh, to ban hunting as a sport. It is the first Latin American country to pass a hunting uh, legislation ban. Currently, 25% of Costa Rica land is protected as national parks or reserves and is one of the most biodiverse countries in the world but uh uh check this out let's say if you don't know this and uh you, you have to wander through there with a shotgun and you shoot a bird which, what happens then i don't know how that's even a really a, a hypothetical situation but anyways uh, the penalty for illegally hunting in costa rica is up to four months Four months of prison. Now, I could see if, if Heck, you, you could go to Mexico and get six months. I, I, I could see if you were in Africa and you poached an elephant four months in prison. I don't know of any real big game that has significance in Costa Rica that you should be doing four months worth of a jail time. They probably got a Jaguar down there. <laughs> but also um, a $3,000 fine. You could be facing four months in jail and a $3,000 fine for hunting in Costa Rica. You could bounce a check in Chicago and be more than that. I know it. This is insane. This is stupid. <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, we are talking about predator hunting on today's show. And once again, we are being joined by Mr. Jeff Nimnick. And he's with Coyote Craze. You betcha. Anyways, Jeff, uh, how's it going, buddy? <laughs> hey, great, guys. Great to be back on. Yeah, now, uh, uh, two weekends ago, you had your Coyote Craze Classic. And how'd that go, buddy? It went great. Um, you know, we ended up having 45 teams. Dang! Wow. Uh, Sweet! You know, there was, yeah, there was guys from nine different states showed really? up for the event. Um, you know, when it was all said and done, there was 140 coyotes checked in. Holy cow. Um, you know, the, the teams actually had pretty rough conditions. It was 65 plus degrees on Saturday, about the same on Sunday. So not the, uh, ideal, the most ideal conditions yeah. for out trying to chase coyotes, but they still managed to stack them in the trucks. All right, is- you know, this week we're talking about, uh, predator hunting, predator trapping and so forth. And uh, you've got a college. You've got something that uh, you teach people how to do this. Jim, Is that right? Jim flunked out of it, of yes. course. <laughs> yeah, tell us about uh, your college. Yeah, you know, it's, it's a two-day course. You know, as popular as predator hunting is becoming, um, there's a lot of guys out there trying to do it. And just like anything, it's one of those things that takes just a lot of trial and error and, and getting out there and doing it. And guys just don't have the time to go out there and, and go through all the necessary steps to learn all this stuff. So you come out to my two-day school. I teach you everything you need to know in those two days. Um, you know, kind of bypass that first four or five years of trial and error and going out there and, you know, educating every coyote that you call in and, and things like that, where you leave the class after a couple of days and, and you're way ahead of the curve, way ahead of the average guy out there. And you're going to see some success and, and start killing some coyotes on your own. That's yeah. right. Now, real quick, before we go on with this, if we want to find you online, uh, where can we find you, Jeff? Real simple. I'm the only coyote craze out there. C R A Z E. And that's coyotecraze.com or coyote craze on Facebook. Yeah. Well, getting back to, uh, to hunting coyotes. Now, the thing is, do you use, uh, just name three calls that you use religiously? You know, the, the part of the go-to and what everybody uses is your jackrabbit distress, you know, your yeah. rabbit distresses, you know, anybody that's ever using hand calls, that's pretty much what they're making is kind of a rabbit distress sound. Um, you know, other than that, I like doing a lot of coyote vocalization, um, on these electronic calls, you know, they get some real, you know, it's real life sounds that they've recorded, you know, tough to beat those, you know, and then you have all your, uh, your coyote pup distresses and, and, uh, you know, coyote hurt pups and things like that. And those are really the three that I probably stick to and go to. And, and I'll mix them up during the time of year and different things like that. But but those are the main three. Yeah. Now let's talk about suppressors for a minute. You, you've you gotten big into this, and I've seen a whole bunch of other people that are doing this. Now, now what exactly 
um, is beneficial about using a suppressor besides suppressing the noise, of course. Does it help you overall uh, to be more successful when you're out there in the field? I think from the coyote hunting standpoint, Mm -hmm. um, people won't see the benefits probably what they're imagining. Oh, really? Um, coyotes, there's still a noise, you know? You're not oh, yeah. getting the loud, the crack of the, of the muzzle, the blast of the muzzle, mm-hmm. but you still get the crack of the bullet breaking the sound barrier. Really? So, um, so it still makes that snap pop sound that you hear. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that is enough to spook a coyote. So I've had multiple coyotes come in, you shoot one, the other one takes off running because there still is that crack and pop. Mm-hmm. Um, probably the biggest benefit that I've seen is reduced recoil. Um, really? A down recoil off those rifles about 75 percent dang serious makes it fun to shoot a rifle that way but anybody you know everybody shoots a 22 long rifle better than they do a 300 wind mag just because they're not anticipating (laughs) that big kick so by putting a suppressor on your rifle you're going to shoot that rifle better just because there's not that kick there's not that recoil you're able to focus on on squeezing that trigger if you're a stud like jeff you don't care now the thing is it it takes you about uh, six months to get uh, the rights to be able to use that suppressor right yeah you know what it does? I just actually just uh, sent in for a, a a new 308 suppressor, and I actually sent in the paperwork right at the first of June, and I just got the stamp back last week. So holy cow! It was right about a six month wait. Now, uh, what uh, preferred caliber do you use, or do you have uh, for coyote hunting? You know, I'm a big fan of the AR-15 platform. Are um, you I've really? been shooting AR-15s for you know ten years at coyotes now, and even before in my my Marine Corps days. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so when I got out, that was kind of what I kind of was used to and started shooting it. So that's the two twenty three round or the five, five, six. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what I like, you know, it's, it's not as fast as shooting as the twenty two two fifties and the two twenty swifts that you can get in the bolt guns. Yeah. But, uh, you know, that two twenty three caliber is plenty fast for, for shooting coyotes out, you know, three, 400 yards if you need to, and, and enough energy to put those coyotes down. If you make a good shot on them, you bet. Well, hey, we even talked with Jeff Nimnich and uh, Nimnik. 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 What is wrong with you? Various things. Jeff, now, before we, hold on. Before you close this out, we got to talk we, about some DVDs. I can't close it out. Oh, DVD, no, we got to talk about some DVDs. Jeff has some DVDs out that I highly recommend to everybody. Uh, why don't you kind of tell us about this real quick, Jeff? You know, real quick, the DVDs are kind of fun, entertaining. Not only there, there's plenty of hunts, shotguns, uh, rifles with suppressors. Um, close, far shot, you know, all kinds of different things in between. But, you know, there's also a lot of great instruction mixed through there. Uh, so guys can pick something up for 10, 12 bucks and not only get a little entertainment out of it, you might uh, walk away with a few things that can help you out the next time you, you head out after coyotes. Not great. Uh, like you said, instructional, fun videos. He's got good teeth. This is something. He's a very handsome man. Uh, this is something <laughs> that the whole family can get involved, obviously, uh, you bring your family, a lot of family participation there. But this is just a really fun sport, Jeff. Yeah, well, I appreciate it. It's kind of fun. That's the way uh, I have a great time doing it. I try to broadcast that over in the DVDs, and hopefully it, uh, hopefully it comes across that way. So. You bet. You bet. Hey, we've been talking with Jeff Dimnick, and, of course, he has Coyote Craze. That's right. i got to hop online check him out. Hey, we're the Revolution. We're brought to you by Ram Trucks at RamTrucks.com plus Ruger at Ruger.com and High Mountain Seasonings. That is H-I-M-T-N-Jerky.com. Mr. Jeff, man, as always, buddy, thank you so much. Hey, always fun, guys. Have a good one. All right. Hey, coming up next, you're going to believe this. We've got old Herb Brustman, and he's with Herb's Howlers. Herb's Howlers. Uh, stick around. Coming up next on our All Predator Show. It's going to be good. Sound like cheerleaders, don't they? Stay tuned. More revolution coming up right after this. Now through December, enjoy deep savings during field days. Sponsored by Carl Seiss Sports Optics. Visit a retailer near you or log on to Seiss.com forward slash sports for all the details and let the savings begin for you. This is George Thornton with the National Wild Turkey Federation, and if you're looking for great hunting, you'll find it in Kansas. You may already know about the great pheasant hunting here, but did you know Kansas is also a great place for quail, deer, geese, and my personal favorite, the wild turkey? Learn more about turkey hunting in Kansas at www.travelks.com. Cabela's is the world's foremost outfitter for hunting, fishing, and outdoor gear. You can outfit all your needs through Cabela's catalogs, online, and their many stores. With the best selection, prices, and quality, all backed by a legendary guarantee. For the best in outdoor gear, go to www.cabelas.com. Black Cloud FS Steel. With 40% flight stopper shot mixed with premium steel, Federal Premium has created the perfect storm. Black Cloud FS Steel. There's a storm on the horizon.
Madison. For over 20 years, High Mountain Seasonings has been filling the outdoorsman's need for easy-to-use, economical, and fun kits to make your own jerky, snacking sticks, sausage, and smoked fish. Look for the Bucking Horse logo at a retailer near you or on the web at www.himtnjerky.com. The holiday season is here, the boss is on vacation, and we've gone crazy! You're listening to The Revolution with Jim and Trav. All right, we're back. Predator hunting show. Uh, kind of in a hurry here. Uh, All right. Uh, we're going to play a clip. Uh, Frank, the sound guy, he's got it ready. Uh, incredible story. Uh, a young lady. She's actually not a young lady. Idaho, wasn't it? Uh, she's uh, Idahoish. Is that what you said? Yeah. Idahoish. Idaho-ish. She was hunting Idahoish around <laughs> about those areas. Um, hunting in Idaho. She was bow hunting for um, elk using a cow call, but she called in a wolf. A wolf, people. And he was going to do more than a blow down her house. And it was right around 10 o'clock in the morning, so it would have been brunch. And all the cookies she had, too. It would have been brunch for him. It would have been. And uh, But anyways, she was packing heat, and she was ready for it. Uh, take a listen. The revolution. It's coming down pretty fast towards me, and I uh, was rather nerve-wracking. Yeah. <laughs> I laid my bow on the ground, and I thought... She actually dropped her bow to kiss her butt goodbye. Well, you to have to do that. <laughs> and that's when Anderson dropped her bow and took this 44 caliber magnum out of her holster and then opened fire. So when it popped up over there, I was like... 10 feet from where I was at, and... Wait, wait for it. This is the best part. I shot it, Boom! and it hit it in the head. <laughs> she smoked him Dirty Harry style. That would, um... She made his day. Yeah, she did a lot of things. I would have totally messed myself. <laughs> wow. Can you imagine that, though? Not at all. I'm proud of her. And, and, and it wasn't very far away, either. No, 10 feet. You go, girl. You go, girl. Um, anyways, and a headshot, no less. Yeah, headshot, no less. I mean, that, that's absolutely amazing. Well, once again, we are talking about predator hunting on today's show. And right now, we're being joined by Herb Brushman. And after 23 years as a government trapper and using the first handcrafted cow horn hauler he made back in the early 1960s as a prototype, Brushman founded Herb's Howlers in 1984. Mr. Herb, how's it going, buddy? Yes, fine. Good, good. Now, these cow horn howlers, this is the hot tick. And you're not like all those other knockoffs using plastics. I mean, basically, they go and they melt down a Chevy Volt and they make uh, howlers. That I, I mean, made one out of concrete. They're cheap plastic. and But no, you guys really do make the real deal. And if you want that true, authentic sound, this is the way to go, isn't it, Herb? Well, it is. And then there are, of course, many other howlers on the market. But the, the problem being is when it's all made out of plastic, yeah, it sounds that way. And, uh, you know, if you use a natural element like cow horn, Things to magnify the sound, of course, uh, because it's a horn, but also it's a more realistic sound. Yeah. Now you get uh, you get two off from one cow, right? You know, it kind of depends on what the situation is. Now, now, what cows do you preferably uh, like to you? Because know, uh, there's so many different species of cows out there that grow <laughs> horns. Is there a, a specific species of cow that the the type oh. of horn that you like to use? No. Um, when I started uh, many years ago for mm-hmm. my boy took over the business, uh, I was going to the slaughterhouse and, and buying the horns, and then I'd uh, take them back. We'd boil them and scrape them. Yeah. It was a terrible job. It, it, it <laughs> smelled terrible. <laughs> <laughs> it smells like Jim. <laughs> and the horns they use now are basically powder horns. Really? Uh, and they're becoming very scarce, and mm-hmm. so it can be, uh, well, we've used even some Watusis, which grow a great horn. And, really? And buffalo, and, and uh, yeah, about any species of cow, but uh, you can get a, an 8 to 12-inch horn off of. Yeah, yeah. Now, in the process of calling in the, the coyotes or the wolves, uh, can you call too much? If you're predator calling, you can over, it's like beating a dead horse. Yeah. Uh, uh, but if you howl, you can get away with more howling uh, than you ever could uh, predator calling. Before you, we talked to Jeff Nemnick with Coyote Craze, talking about calling in coyotes. Now, I mean, that, that takes a special individual and, and a lot of practice and, and time you have to invest in it to be successful. But let's talk about calling in wolves, Herb. Um, I, I read a fascinating article about you, um, and it was in Outdoor Life, and y- you basically say that every wolf you have ever harvested 
unlike a coyote, not that a coyote is meaningless to you, but every harvest you have made on a wolf, you can remember that specific animal and what took place that day. What is so special about the wolf to you, Herb? Well, you know, he, he's a beautiful animal. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, he, the big, you know, they're fine in Alaska, they're dandy in Canada, and, you know, because they got a lot of room to roam. But they were never meant to be introduced into many of the areas that the U.S. government introduced them to because, you know, uh, a, a coyote, no, excuse me, a wolf, has uh, usually about, oh, seven to eight members in the pack, and mm-hmm. they have a pretty large territory, and they're no respecter of boundaries. I call them a land shark. Yeah. Because <laughs> they, they can and will kill indiscriminately. Now, now when uh, when you call that pack in, and, and obviously the whole pack's coming, right? Uh, do you uh, do you try to pick out the alpha male and take him out, and it kind of leaves the other guys like, hey, where'd George go? Well, it's always smart when you're dealing with a coyote or a wolf to try and take out the alpha male and alpha because they're they're usually out in front. Mm-hmm. And then aunties and uncles and maybe two-year-olds that haven't got kicked out of the den, they're going to be trailing behind them. Now, 2012 was kind of a record-setting year, Herb. Uh, we had Idaho, Minnesota, Montana, Wisconsin, and Wyoming. A couple of those states uh, just came on for the first time, opened up wolf hunting. Now, with, with more states getting on board with wolf hunting, what, why is it that emotions, especially when it comes to wolves, run high? And especially when, when people are you know, hunting for their pelts and stuff like that, and when you can put a, a monetary value on a wolf, it, it seems like people just become stupid. You get organizations like PETA coming out of the woodworks and everyone speaking up. Why is this such a hot-button topic, Herb? Uh, well, I mean, what, what know, do you think? I, I think because, actually, he resembles the great big monstrous German Shepherd. And mm. everybody likes German Shepherds. Yeah, you can't. If you hate them, you're not American, you know? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm so Indian. I hate them. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've got a, a good reason to hate them, though. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Oh, well, I do. Uh, but, you know, again, I shouldn't say... I hate them. I respect them. Yeah. And when they become a problem. Yeah, but you're not talking about fully eradicating them. You're just talking about managing them. And and that's two totally different things. Now, Herb, if we want to find out more about Herb's Howlers, uh, where do we have to head to online to do that? Herb'sHowlersInfo.com. You bet. Well, hey, we even talked with, actually, it's Herb Brussman. And, of course, this guy knows everything about Hunting wolves and coyotes You know know everything. You are the man, Herb. Uh, We are the revolution. We're brought to you by Ram Trucks at RamTrucks.com plus Ruger at Ruger.com and High Mountain Seasonings. That is H-I-M-T-N-Jerky.com. Mr. Herbman, thank you so much for coming on and kind of schooling Jimbo and I and catching our, our listeners up to speed on what's going on with wolves. Appreciate it, buddy. Well, thank you for the opportunity. Uh, you bet, buddy. Hey, coming up next, we've got Craig Cotts, and he is the uh, Grand Pooba of the National Trappers Association right now. Yes. Not now. Next. Yeah. This, this Right now, you could have said next. You always say you always, next. You always tell me to say now. No, you say next Instead when you now? should be saying now, and now you said now when you should have said next. Anyways. Uh, he's coming up next. Craig Cotts, he's coming up next. Stick around. Hey, stick around. More predator hunting coming up. And your daily allowance of Jim and Trav bickering. Don't move. Hunting from a tree is good, but hunting from inside a tree is better. The Tree Blind from Nature Blinds is the most realistic hunting blind on the planet. It fools animals and looks great on your property, too. Visit natureblinds.com for details. Every weekend morning, make NBC Sports Outdoors your destination for the best fishing shows and most respected anglers around. Got them! Beginning every Saturday and Sunday morning at 7 on the NBC Sports Network. High Mountain Seasonings, the world's best kits for turning your game into jerky and sausage. Look for the Bucking Horse logo at a retailer near you or on the web at www.himtnjerky.com. Stay invisible in the field. Rely on Camelform to protect and conceal your gear and your gun. Flexible and reusable with no sticky residue. See all 14 popular patterns and find a dealer near you at Camelform.us. This is The Revolution with Jim and Trav. It's a special carnival designed for gay entertainment. Here's the boys.
If you can't already tell, this is for Bobcats. I couldn't tell. Me either. Trail down there. Meow. Bobcat territory, that's for sure. Meow. So I've got me a little dirt hole punched, and I've got some, uh, Meow. some uh, coyote special in there. Just in case the coyote wanders along, I've got some coyote urine in there. Just because they're territorial, and even if they smell that, they might come check it out. Meow. Uh-oh. I'm a bobcat. <laughs> you couldn't tell? Actually, really? you're a Travis cat. I've been trying. Uh, what that guy was trying to get across there, and, and good point, even though you're setting up a trap for, let's say, a bobcat, occasionally, if you do set it up right, uh, you can catch the unsuspecting coyote. Uh, skunk or raccoon. You can catch a lot of things. Uh, he really didn't get his point across well. I just like saying meow. So we played the clip. But we are talking about predator hunting on today's show. Hey, we've got uh, Greg Kotz. He's the uh, president of the National Trappers Association. Anyways, uh, talk about predator hunting show on today's show. One more time. Phone lines are open at 785-846-7647. Jim, I'm going to play a little song. See if you can remember this. Ready? Break! <laughs> Coyote, man! Could you just point to him? <laughs> no. I'd like to yell. Uh, do you remember that song? Uh, the, the Coyote Man singing The Coyote Man. No. Not even close. Uh-uh. That wasn't that great of a song. It was bought in the 90s, wasn't it, when that came out? It was applicable to this week's show, so I said, hey, that's the theme song for this week's show, The Coyote Man. Let's do it. But anyways, Craig Cox, he is now joining us, and he is with the National Trappers Association. Uh, Craig, how's it going, buddy? Not too bad. How are you guys? Uh, we're doing pretty good. Uh, but, you know, before the break, though, we're talking with Herb uh, Brussman, and he is with Herb's Howlers. Uh, and I, I, want, I want you to clear something up. I read an article. Somebody told me I was right. Somebody told me I was wrong. When you're referring to, like, a bigger uh, predator, like a coyote or a wolf, is it still considered a pelt? Um, in my mind, it is. Okay. Okay. See, that, that's what I thought. Somebody's, In your mind, that's what we want. Yeah, somebody slipped me a note. Actually, is Frank, our producer. He doesn't know um, anything. He told me that that wasn't correct. Frank, you're a liar. Uh, anyways. Now, I don't know if he's a liar, but as far as I know, that's what it was. He's, he's an imbecile. That's what Frank is. Now, um, Craig, the National Trappers Association, kind of give us a, a brief rundown, kind of curtail it. We're, you know, we're on a time crunch here. Um, what are you guys all about there? Okay. The National Trappers Organization, we're the largest national organization and our goal and mm-hmm. our, our objective and our mission is to protect trappers rights across the country at the we assist at the state level and we also uh work in washington dc with um other like-minded organizations to protect not only trapping but sportsmen's mm-hmm. rights across the country yeah you know, there's been a lot of bad press about trappers but that's really not the the truth not about the it case is it? at all um, there's been a, a bunch of bad press and over the course of time. And, and of course, it comes from, uh, you know, the animal rights angle. Uh, uh-huh. mm-hmm. And so you're, you're, you're going to get negative feedback from the animal rights people when it comes to eating meat, nah. when it comes to wearing fur, when it comes to companion animals, riding horses, the rodeos, the circuses. Well, it's inhumane to make me watch a circus. That'll make me puke. (laughs) Now, you know, a lot of people, like you're saying, you know, some of these anti-trapping hunting organizations out there, they call it inhumane to trap. Now, um, I've been in the in the woods a lot, and I know you have too, Craig. And if you've ever seen um, a a pack of coyotes or wolves take down a fawn or a, a moose, caribou, whatever, that is very Inhumane. <laughs> Inhumane. I mean, in their world, it's not. But if you watch it, there is nothing more gruesome than that, Craig. That's right. You're right. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And to say that trapping, I think it's one. Of, it's kind of a lost sport anymore. Because, you know, w- with the decline in, in prices of pelts and everything like that, a lot of people have backed off. But just for the sport of it, I think it's one of the coolest things, Craig. I myself, I, I'm kind of a, a lethargic man. I, I've never really gotten into She's trapping. basically lazy. I, I really, you could label me as lazy, and that's okay, <laughs> Craig. I've always wanted to get into trapping. I know back in the day, uh, when Jimbo wasn't building the ark, he was he used to trap. And That's I how th- we got him two by two. I, I think it is one of the coolest pastimes that people are completely overlooking. It is a lost art. And the thing that's forgotten about it is, is uh, controlling wildlife populations. Bingo. The science of it, the biology of it. This is determined by people way smarter than you and I. I mean, <laughs> yeah. uh, the, who controls populations? There has to be a management effort made to assure that the species continues. And the trappers fill a role 
that, quite frankly, people don't want. You know, I know a lot of guys that trap, and, and I ran a trap line for a number of years. A lot of times you did. Yeah, and, uh, of course, you know, I used not only the leg hold, but I used the conibear, depending on what I was going after, what I was going for. And right. uh, and the thing is, it's not that difficult to learn how, but you need to have some uh, some people teach you how. There, um, the, with the National Trappers Association, we have our annual um, convention. At these conventions, we have a, a, a wide range of demos, demonstrations, and seminars, and we do strive to educate the up-and-coming trappers. Take your trapper education classes if, if they're offered in your state. You know, make sure you know the game laws, mm-hmm. follow the game laws. Yeah. Now, you take all these uh, salary eaters, that's what I call them. You know, they, they mainly eat lettuce, and uh, they even hate black pepper, I've been told. And, but you know, they wear leather shoes. They wear leather <laughs> shoes. But no, they talk about nature's natural balance, that everything is just going to balance itself out. Well, that is the biggest load of BS, Craig, that I have <laughs> ever heard. I mean, it takes the outdoorsmen and women. Uh, we are we are right. the greatest conservationists out there. We there, want you to be more plain-spoken. There, yeah, there has to be a natural balance, and, and that's where man and woman has to step in. But, you know, as a whitetail hunter— I would think that, I mean, besides planting food plots, don't we also need to be managing our, our predators around us as well? Absolutely. And when that, when when we hear that, that argument that, you know, let nature deal with it, <laughs> man is part of nature. Hey, you, bingo. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. And we're, we're here. Uh, man is the biggest, um, has the biggest effect, both positively and negatively bingo. on all wildlife. And um, in particular, I'm from Illinois, and we're in farm country here, and the invasion by urban sprawl, subdivision, shopping centers, highways, roads, you name it, that's the biggest influence in a negative way that man has on wildlife. You bet. Hey, we've been talking with Craig Gott, and he is uh, the uh, head honcho there at the National Trapper Association. Their website, again, is www.nationaltrappers.com. That's right. We're the revolution. We're brought to you by Ram Trucks. So RamTrucks.com plus Ruger at Ruger.com in High Mountain Seasonings. That's H-I-M-T-N-Jerky.com plus N-R-A blog at N-R-A-Blog.com and Cabela's, world's foremost outfitter at Cabela's.com. But Mr. Craig, man, thank you so much for coming on. And keep up the hard work, buddy. We truly appreciate it. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, you guys are doing a great job. Keep it up. You're too nice. Hey, coming up next, we got Trent Snyder with Silver Spur Outfitters out of Montrose, Colorado, talking about mountain lion hunting. As we continue our quest, I don't know if this is a quest. Anyways. For the ultimate predator. Yeah, we're talking about uh, predator hunting on today's show. Mountain lion, coming up next, Trent Snyder. Oh, 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 Merry Christmas. Hey, more revolution coming up. If you want to be part of the show, hit up Jim and Trav at radio at OutdoorTrailsNetwork.com. When it comes to camping, I like to relax, but I was getting stressed about camp cooking. Then I discovered the Camp Chef Portable Outdoor Oven. This junior-sized oven works with a small propane bottle and is perfect for family camping trips. With a matchless ignition, heating up to 400 degrees, and space to put a 9x13-inch pan, I can cook cinnamon rolls for breakfast, casseroles for dinner, and pie for dessert. Look for the Portable Outdoor Oven at a store near you or online at CampChef.com. Camp Chef, the way to cook outdoors. Who's watching your home when you're not there? It could be a burglar. Burglars prefer to break in when they think no one is home, and no one will stop them. Don't be an easy target for intruders. Protect your home with a free security system monitored by ADT, the leader in home security. Pick up your phone right now and get free hardware, free medical and fire alert, and free activation. It's an $850 value. Just call Protect Your Home, your authorized ADT dealer, at 1-866-669-8954. You'll get 24-hour protection, and there's no cost for parts or activation. Call now about a free security system monitored by ADT. Call 1-866-669-8954. $99 installation charge, 36-month monitoring agreement at $35.99 per month. Call for terms and conditions to this offer and protect your home license numbers. Call now, 1-866-669-8954. That's 1-866-669-8954. Put your hands together for the revolution with Jim and Trav. You're my role model. Hey, this is a sad time uh, of the program for you, Trav. Wrap up! You hate the wrap up. That means we're we're going to be leaving for another week. A little peace inside <laughs> of me dies every single week. 
There you go. Every single show. Well, you know, this I week cry. this week we've been talking about predator hunting, and the, the biggest predator we have, other than like the grizzly bear, is the mountain lion. And we, our next guest, Trent Snyder with Silver Spur Outfitters in Montrose, Colorado, and he knows a lot about cougar, puma, whatever it is, hunting. Yeah. What do they call him? Um, hey, you want to play a little uh, movie line trivia real fast? I sure. I, what movie is this? Uh-huh. Okay. Do they have Christmas in France? Christmas! What movie is that? Uh, I'll give you a hint. Uh, John Cusack played in it, and it came out in 1985. I, I only said it because that line, you know, Christmas is uh, coming up. Yeah. Uh-huh. What movie is it? I would say probably uh, John Wayne's Hondo. <laughs> what? No, it's Better Off Dead. Better Off Dead? Better Off Dead. That's okay. the name of the movie. Uh, that's pretty much the only part of the movie I've ever seen. That's <laughs> really? the only part. I don't even know what the show's about. Even, even if it's on and you tune it in, that's the first thing that comes up. Uh, yes. <laughs> I always come in like that point in the movie. Um, trying to make a point. Well, I made a point because it's Christmas. I wanted to say that. Uh-huh. Uh, it's kind of, it was on my mind. I've been thinking about it all day. Well, speaking uh, of thinking about things. Thinking about it all day. Anyways, um, Trent Snyder is just now joining us. And once again, he is from Silver Spur Outfitters. And he phoned us at 785-846-7647. Hey, Trent, uh, how, how's it going, buddy? Real good. Now, Trent, you got to answer me this question, okay? Some people call them mountain lions. Some people call them cougars. Some call them pumas. Pumas. What is the difference? Pretty much all the same predator. Is it just where they're located um, geographically that they would call them a cougar or a puma, a mountain lion? I mean, does it really matter? No. Ah. No. Same monster for sure. Yeah. Now, you're out there in Montrose, Colorado. You're on that. uh, You're listening on our station. KUBC there in Montrose comes on every weekend. Uh, Now, do you do a lot of mountain lion hunting in the wintertime? You know, from year to year, it varies. You know, depending on conditions and clients and so forth. But, uh, yeah, we do my share. Mm-hmm. Now, what all is involved? I mean, if we were to call you today, say, hey, Trent, uh, I want you to put me on a mountain lion. Put one up a tree uh, for us. Also give me a million bucks. Um, <laughs> what all is involved? Could is, is this a hunt that could be done without dogs or is that impossible? It's pretty much impossible. There are some, you know, predator calls that they've, you know, called some in, but it's slim to none. Mm-hmm. To, to call them, it's pretty much dog, you know, pretty much a uh, dog hunt. Yeah, now I'm actually on your gallery right now on your uh, website. If people want to get online, let, let's say they're listening to this, want to check it out, uh, where can they do that, Trent? Where can we find you online, buddy? Online, it would be Hunt Silver Spur Outfitters with an S dot com. Hunt Silver Spur Outfitters. Oh, that's pretty cool. Now, what is your success rate, okay? I mean, a lot of times you'll get on a mountain lion. Um, but it'll it, take you like three years to get it. Yeah, it leads to absolutely nowhere. It's like asking your wife, "Do you need another purse?" That's just a conversation you don't want to have. <laughs> um, but I mean, what what is you guys' success rate there when it comes to mountain lion hunting? You know, usually it's right around eighty percent. Really? Holy cow! So there's that odd cat that does get away, then, huh? Oh yeah, you get uh, different conditions and so forth, and you can dance your you know, exceed over your, your five-day hunt or whatever on, on, on something like that. And it does happen, you know, periodically. Now, have you ever had a hunter been eaten by a mountain lion? No. Oh! No. That would be something kind of cool. <laughs> I don't think that would be good for your business. But uh, Now, what is, like, the preferred we- I don't know why I asked that. Preferred weapon of choice. I mean, a lot of people want to use their um, archery equipment, a rifle, a handgun. What do most people use when they come to you? Most people use a bow or really? a handgun. Seriously? Right. That's usually the most most mm. used by far. Now, I, I actually took a, a pretty good-sized mountain lion down in New Mexico, and I used a bow, and, uh, boy, I'll tell you what, if you know where to shoot him, I mean, he fell out of the tree dead. I mean, there was uh, there was no uh, runoff. we got to go get him again. Uh, but nevertheless, I imagine there's a few times when if you don't get a good shot, boy, you got some problems, right? Yeah, you can get in some, you know, some tough situations, and and uh, it's pretty dangerous, especially for the dogs and whatnot. If you get, you know, if you don't uh, make a good clean shot, but most of the good shots are with a bow. I mean, they're they're. I don't know what it is, but it's that's most lethal. Now, guns, we've had some, yeah, jump out of a tree and run on us a little bit. But your most of your cats or 
are not really hardy. For some reason, they're not like, you know, elk or deer where they can... Absorb it. Yeah, absorb a lot of a lot of that type of treatment, you know? Mm-hmm. Now, when we're looking at, like, size of a cat and weight, um, if you could, like, average your cats out, what would the typical size be? You know, I would say 135 pounds. Oh, that's pretty good. Probably, yeah. Yeah, the average, you know, a lot of these guys, oh, it's a 200-pound cat and oh. 190, but the, that's a big cat. Yeah. I mean, it, you know, and it depends if they're full or not. You know, we've caught some that are 185 pounds, and they should have been 140 pounds. I mean, they're just, they're full-on deer or something like that that they've been eating on, and it'll make sure make them, make them heavier. Yeah, I interviewed a, uh, a biologist, and they said that uh, if it's a female, she can kill up to 125 to 130 deer a year just teaching your cubs how to kill. Wow. And so, boy, that really, if you've, if you got a couple of cats working your area, you got it, you could decimate a herd pretty quick. Yeah, you can, they're, they're, they're hard on them. There ain't no doubt about it. They're, they're definitely hard on, on, on deer. Yeah, especially at that yeah, yearling age when they're, you know, just out there teaching them to kill. And then you get the yearlings that split off and they'll, you know, kind of kill for sport too. They'll, they'll wipe out, you know, a lot, a lot of deer in a hurry. Yeah, I like my uh, my chances with Silver Spur Outfitters. I got an 80% chance of getting a cat and a 100% chance that I'm not going to get eaten. <laughs> that That's pretty good odds right there, Trent. But, hey, we're the revolution. We're brought to you by Ram Trucks at RamTrucks.com plus Ruger at Ruger.com and High Mountain Seasonings at HIMTNJerky.com plus NBC Sports Outdoors. That's www.NBCSports.com forward slash outdoors. Mr. Trent, man, thank you so much for coming on, buddy. Appreciate it. You bet. Thank you, guys. Hey, you bet. Appreciate it, big guy. Let's wrap up. Close is coming up next. Uh, Stick around. Hey, more revolution coming up. If you want to be part of the show, hit up Jim and Trav at radio at OutdoorTrailsNetwork.com. Hey, we want to give a special thanks to all of our 408 affiliate stations, our advertisers, and everyone that makes the show possible. Like Miss Bunny, Fun Joe, Mark Penary, Frank the Sound Guy, plus Chance Orth, Jeff Nibnick, Herb Brussman, Craig Potts, and Trent Snyder. And we want to say a very special thank you and Merry Christmas uh, to all of the servicemen and women out there fighting to protect us. Keep us safe. Remember, this is a festive, uh, fun time of the year. It's about Christmas trees and God. And don't forget that. I don't know how those two correlate. Actually, the Christmas tree came from Germany. But God's everywhere, so that works for me. Um, anyways, he get, probably planted it. Yeah, get some kids outdoors. Enjoy this time of the year. We love you, boys and girls. Be safe. God bless you. And we'll talk to you next week. Merry Christmas. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.